Peace, love, and life, and peace, love, and light. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, Him Not Them. Got to give and always will a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Lucky Day. Cherry, Fe- mm, Cherry Forest, excuse me. Off his Candy Drip Deluxe album. Lucky Day is always a go-to. Especially when you're trying to set the vibe with a, with a mixed crowd. Can't come out the gate playing the ratchet shit. You gotta warm them up. And Lucky Day is a great vibe. Especially when you're surrounded by women. You understand? Um, just an opportunity. Excuse me as I get my notes together, family. I apologize. Greetings and salutations. Hopefully the family is doing well. We're going to hop right into it. The holiday season has just, has it just begun. We are in the midst of it. Christmas has just passed. Kwanzaa has just begun. Let me look up the first day of Kwanzaa. Give me a second, family. Hopefully we uh, had an opportunity to celebrate with your family. You know, I did. You know, it felt good to see my aunt, see my uncle's. It was an opportunity to, you feel what I'm saying? It was an opportunity for me to appreciate the times that we created. There's a lot of memories that we have and still have an opportunity to create more. I think we have taken for granted um, life. A rapper just had passed. Big Scar just had passed. Frank O'Hara just had passed. A couple other people just had passed. And it's like the year hasn't even ended and we're still losing lives. And... I don't want us to get too caught up in what the losses are, right? But I just want us to take advantage of the people that are around us. They're here for a reason. Let's let's continue to do that. You know what I'm saying? Let's continue to celebrate them. I did not know it would be this hard to find the first day of Kwanzaa <laughs> on the internet. They all want you to be great. They know what's going on. I should have, uh, you know... Should have took my notes prior to this, family. I apologize for my unprofessionalism. But the first day of Kwanzaa is for unity. To strive for and to maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. As I just said, the holiday season for us now as adults is for us to appreciate the family that we have. The idea of Kwanzaa, the first day of Kwanzaa, is unity. You can create family with your blood relatives. You can create family with individuals, you know, that you grew up with as far as sandbox, people you grew up from the sandbox with. Um, You can cultivate relationships from someone that you met from moving to a new town. You understand? Not so much reinventing yourself, but reinventing a new energy in a new space. I definitely understand that. So when we speak about Christmas and holiday season and these pagan holidays, of course, we should know what what we are celebrating. Right. We should know what we're celebrating. But at the same time, we should also take the opportunity to see what else is there to celebrate (laughs) and not have to just bash on one pagan holiday and forget the reason why we're celebrating in the first place. Reason why I bring that up, because I was one of those individuals. (laughs) When I first came across the information, I was banging on Easter. I was banging on Christmas. I was banging on any anything that we grew up learning from elementary school to like high school that they wanted us to know. I was on their ass. <laughs> but then I realized that I was wasting a lot of energy 
chastising the pagan and not studying where the pagan holiday came from. And then having a deeper understanding of what I was hating, I realized I didn't use it as hate anymore. I used it as fuel to educate why the Caucasian took the original and white-faced it. You understand me? And I'll just leave that there. With Kwanzaa being, with the first day of Kwanzaa being unity, let's just stop worrying about the pagan and start worrying about our own. And it starts with unity. And the second day of Kwanzaa is self-determination. The third is collective work and responsibility. The fourth is cooperative economics. The fifth is purpose. The sixth is creativity. And the seventh is faith. Now, I'm not going to go out my way and try to butcher the African sayings of these um, definitions, but they're there for us. I, I also seen a movie before we move into the second part of the first, before we move into the second part of this opening monologue, excuse me, because I'm reading and talking. I seen a movie on this little website that I be using to see all the movies and all the shows, and it's called Heritage Holiday Heritage or Heritage Holiday, and it's really good. And they... um highlighted Kwanzaa in it, and it showed how they used Kwanzaa to bring the family back together after turmoil and death and all this. It's a really good movie. Um, and it, it kind of, and that's the kind of, it's the first movie that I've seen this year. I haven't watched any movies for real. I'll probably see the Avatar jump, but I haven't seen Woman King. I haven't seen Black Panther. I haven't seen Avatar. I haven't seen Black Adam. I've stayed away from the movies for real and I kind of just been tapping into shows and just looking at how cinema is trying to move thought and move culture and this and that. But that's another installment. The reason why I bring it up is because with this being the first movie that I saw, Her Holiday Heritage, it it gave me hope again. <laughs> I was, I'm moving into a space where I'm starting to feel uncomfortable again. That's because I'm growing. And it's showing that I'm moving from one space to another and watching it with that being the first movie that i've seen i realized that it's okay to pick your hair from out of the clouds every once in a while and see what's going on what the old people say down yonder and holiday holiday heritage it really did it really did something for me with that being said it got me to thinking about what are the rules of being human what are some aspects of life that we have to understand regardless of what stage or what part of our evolution we find ourselves in. And one thing that we have to understand is that we will always learn lessons. Every L is not a loss, right? We, we have to learn. And learning requires us to lose sometimes. <laughs> it's as unfortunate as it is, it's the truth. Some of us need the hard truth to recognize our faults. Some of us might not need to experience that. But at some point, in our journeys, we have to realize that we will always be learning lessons. And one of the phrases that 2022 has kind of, um, you know, brought back to the forefront is the phrase, the grass being greener, right? Um, the idea of the grass being greener on the other side is tantalizing, is enticing. Just imagine spending a large amount of time in an area and you're like, damn, this it's not growing the way I want it. It's not panning out the way I want it to be. Let me leave this over here and go somewhere else. Let me go somewhere where the grass is greener. The idea of that is enticing. Some will also say that 
the grass is greener where you water it, right? If we're in a space that we don't like and we can do something about it, instead of leaving it as is, maybe we should tend to it a little more. Give it a little more of our time. You dig what I'm saying? Yes, it might require more effort than just up and leaving, but the reward from from putting in that effort and work might give us the, the tantalizing feeling that we're chasing. Another rule of life is there is not better than here. <laughs> what's going on over there? We shouldn't be bothered with what we shouldn't be bothered with what's going on over there. You see what I'm saying? It's too distracting. Some of it, not all aspects. But the idea that we'll find more over there than where we're standing at right here. I beg to I wave I wave an argument flag or like a, a pause flag, you know, like, hold up. Let's let's figure out what's going on over here first before we think about what's going on over there. Once that once that becomes more of a comfortable feeling and thought to have, excuse me, because I was just thinking like it is easier for us to pack our shit up and leave and to move on and to and to act as if it never existed. But if we don't spend time trying to figure out the root of our escapism, the reason why we're so quick to want to leave a space instead of cultivate a space, that has to be addressed. And a lot of time people a lot of times we are uncomfortable uncomfortable with that because change is scary. One of the last rules in life we have to understand is that the only thing that's consistent is change. We can't run away from that. We can't shy away from change. We have to embrace it. At some point, we have to not hit it head on, hit it head on every time. But we have to, we have to embrace it. We got to prepare for it. We know that if we're going to be consistent, we have to be prepared for change. Prepare for that. And if we want to be consistent, we have to have the idea that I have the idea in our head that packing up and leaving is not going to always be the easiest choice. And I'll just leave that there. Our first break. Man, Freaky T, <laughs> Tia Corrin, that shit go. I don't care what anybody say. When I first heard that song, Joe, I was like, who is that? Just off song alone, didn't even see the visuals because you know I'm big on visuals. Then, because I heard the song from scrolling on Instagram, I finally got my, my Instagram algorithm. Like, I finally got it to a temperature where it's like, a good balance of everything that I need. And the kids, I love dances. I love watching dances. 
And the kids was fucking it up to this song. And I could not find a song. I could not find a song. And then when I finally found it, I found an Instagram. I seen a video. I was like, oh, yeah, she flat. <laughs> she flat. I like what she doing. You know what I'm saying? Good energy. Then I seen, I heard the song. I was like, who is me? Call me Freaky T. In the street. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you talking about, but that shit go. And that's good energy. Freaky T. Tia Corrent. Just want to remind the family it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to smile. It's okay to ask for help. We are ending 2022. And, you know, it's ways to look at it. And I'm just looking at this. Um, I'm just looking at her songs and her track list. I'm still kind of on shorty vibe right now. I don't know. It's just good to hear good female rap. That's, you know, not giving too much pussy squirt bang bang. You know what I'm saying? Like. You can rap about something. You can be player. Keep it G. Talk about something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's more than just that. I would be remiss to talk about female rap and not talk about the Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion situation. And they found Sun guilty on all three accounts. Um, anybody that knows me, I'm one of the biggest Tory Lanez fans. It's not, it's not a, it's not a, I'm not hiding that. I'm not condoning behavior that's um, disrespectful or harmful to black women either. I'm just a man with an opinion, you know, and, uh, and eyes of his own and thoughts of his own that, you know, looks at the world a lot different than most of us do, which is fine because someone has a different perspective of me, a different perspective from me and can expose me to information. I'm not oblivious and I'm not above reproach. But in this um, situation in particular, just the idea of how this corporation works and in order to win in court, especially on a high level, you got to know people, you got to have money, you got to have influence, you got to have an understanding, you got to have status, you got to have a placement. And when you look at it from that perspective, Meg Thee Stallion had that all the way down, even with her lying about whatever she lied about. That's not the point. It's just the fact that the machine behind her had a little more leverage than, than a Tory Lanez. Now, in my, to critique, to critique, to critique, excuse me, Tory Lanez, he didn't do well with his off-the-court issues during his time leading up to this court case. Getting into it with August Alcina, smacking people up and cussing people out and doing a lot of this other shit didn't help his resume leading up going to court. So when you look at the charges being charged and the behaviors that you're um, demonstrating before you leave the court, it's like, what are you doing? So I feel like that's what kind of hurt him because he didn't have an opportunity to go on a stand and to defend himself. With that being said, him being guilty, I don't know if he's guilty for the crime he's being locked up for. That's just how I look at it. Did, did he do something wrong? Probably. Did he commit a crime? Probably. <laughs> right? But what, what crime is he being committed for? That is the only question that I have. And I don't want to spend too much time on that. Hopefully I'm not missing any um, any more relevant issues that's been going on. Oh yeah, Diddy had a child on Carisha. I like Carisha, man. She cool. I ain't gonna lie. I like Carisha. I don't like Young Miami. You dig what I'm saying? They might be the same person and this and that. But I don't listen to Young Miami rap, but I will watch her interview. She's very, she's very entertaining. And Diddy got a, Diddy know how to find talent. 
in that regard when it comes to entertainment. Hopefully we got that out the way, the whole little gossipy segment. <laughs> I ain't gonna call it gossipy. But it's just, you know, the entertainment business is a reflection of life. Art, a reflection of life. Art imitates life and life imitates art. It's all intertwined. You know, we're, we're, we are a Shakespeare play playing out in real time and we don't know that it's like that. Some of us don't. And if we don't look at the entertainment business a little, not so much to critique it, but if we don't look at it a little differently, we will get lost in the art of entertainment and not what's being used to entertain us. The information, the movies, the shows that are being shot and made and based on a true story, we have to study those true stories. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's happening in real time. Ten years from now, five years from now, there's going to be a story about the the jab. I haven't even talked about the jab in a couple of weeks. I know y'all see the news <laughs> and what they've been saying about all the statistics that's been coming out about the jab. We We were saying this two years ago. You understand what I'm saying? We was already ahead of that, talking about what the gain-of-function research was, what the type of breathing that people was going down from, like, what an MNR, MMR, MMRD is, and, like, what, what where they was getting this the stuff from to create the jet. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. We're not even getting to that. The point that I'm making is, is that two years, almost three years later, you see the news and what's being projected. I mean, what's being presented as far as who's been passing from the jab leave that there so all of these i don't want to call them distractions but all of these uh, trigger trigger uh trauma warnings and trigger warnings and these are triggers and traumas and trauma triggers you understand what i'm saying like these this this type of information that's being presented to us makes us react in a certain way and it's predictable we talked about that on this installment i say all that to say i apologize for ramblin family i say all that to say it's going into 2023 have your eyes open, right? See it for what it is. Let's not just believe what we're seeing. See it for what it is, then make a decision. Live your own truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, live your own truth based on the facts, not opinions. Find your truth amongst the facts, not amongst someone else's opinion. And in order, in order to do that, we have to fear the challenges. We have to, we have to not be fearful of the challenges of going against the grain. We, we gotta. How can I say? We gotta find a way to embrace the challenges and understand that's part of the course. To live our truth, we have to embrace the challenges that come with that, because that in turn will separate us from one and two. That's what the separation is: us embracing the challenges. Individuals who find themselves in the same spirals, in the same um, circles, is because that individual hasn't embraced the challenges of actually leaving that space and what it, what it requires in order for us to do that. How our, our perspective is empowered when we embrace challenges. And we have to applaud ourselves. Once we've embraced that challenge, that deserves an applaud. <laughs> and a lot of times we're not going to get that from the outside I don't want to say the outside world but we're just not going to get that from the outside it has to come from within when we get close to achieving something and we actually achieve that whatever it is we need to applaud ourselves 
we've embraced that challenge. We've embraced that challenge. We're, we are step closer. We are making steps closer to living our truth. You understand? And we have to, before I go into the last part of this installment, we have to focus on adding value. Stop thinking about what we want and focus on how we can add value to our lives. Want and needs. Same and similar. The conversations that might seem um, mundane and had them over and over and over and over and over. We need to have them over and over and over. We can get caught up in something. We can be in a space um, misinterpreting, misinterpreting our wants for our needs. That can get us, get us off course. That can get us that can lead us steps away from living our truth. We have to find avenues and information and people that add value to our lives. That brings us step that brings us steps closer to our truth. Our last break. Yes, family, that was Trance, Young Thug, Metro Boomin', Travis Scott, off his Heroes and Supervillains. I'll be remiss to not bring up Thug situation. Like, damn. Apparently, Gunna and them is snitching. <laughs> Which fucking sucks. But we don't know what conversation was had behind closed doors. You understand? So let's not speculate. I had some notes in here about the effects of making assumptions, the reason why I bring up all the cultural events that I do, but we'll save that for a later date. Um, yeah, making assumptions can make a fool of us. I hopefully Gunna and them is not snitching, but if they are, we got to call it for what it is and <laughs> be upset and live with it. Um, understand that the music business is just that, the music business. We enjoy the art, but that shit is a business. And we don't, as consumers, as civilians, we don't really see the business side. We're just, we just show our emotions when we don't like the art that's being produced. That's when we show the most emotion, but not the business that's being had in order for the artist to drop said art. You understand what I'm saying? The, the ins and outs of any, any um, enterprise that we consume, the music business, the entertainment business, um, social media, any any entity that we give our all into, we have to start looking at it from a business standpoint and not take the product or the the sum of all that personally. You dig what I'm saying? And I'll just leave that there. As I've stated, I will always have a segment in my installments highlighting melanated history from an as from an aspect of enlightenment and encouragement. You understand me? And you know, it as I read over the notes, it takes it takes time to embrace and accept. 
especially when the corporation that we call America spent 400 years trying to break that will. You know, within the last 10 years, I would say, people have finally started to embrace themselves being melanated. And that, that took a while. And people, and myself included, we struggle with that every day. Having to represent a type of melanated that they don't see on TV can bring and warrant a lot of pressure. And individuals who stand up to that have to be highlighted, male or female. I would, I would consider myself an activist to a degree where I'm doing it the best way that I know how, you know. And I could be criticized and chastised just like any of the greats, but I don't look to be great. I just look to contribute. And the individual that I'm highlighting tonight is an individual who had that same mindset that was an educator, that was a college president, that was a civil rights activist. She paved the way for so many women at a time when we talk about women's rights, there was no such thing. <laughs> she was standing on her square to, I don't know, create an avenue for women. And this woman that I'm speaking of is Willa B. Player. And you gotta be you gotta be like that to have the last name player. You understand? Keep it so player. <laughs> but now nah, Willa B. Player was born in 1909. She passed away in 2003. As I previously stated, she was an educator, a college president, and a civil rights activist. I got this information from my calendar. I encourage the people to buy yourselves a melanated history calendar. I've been doing that since I've lived in my apartment. I mean, since I've moved from my apartment to my house. So I'll say from like 2016, 2017, I've had a collection of um, melanated history calendars. They are very informative, give you an opportunity to learn about people that they don't teach us and highlight our ancestry. In 1956, Willa Patrice Player became president of Bennett College making her the first African-American, excuse me, melanated woman to be named as president for as president of a four-year liberal arts college in the United States. The historical black college for women located in Greensboro, North Carolina, have been, have been in existence since 1873. All right. So in 1956, Willoughby Player, Patrice Player, excuse me, became the president of Bennett College. I have a relative of mine that is very entwined, intertwined with Bennett College relations. And when I asked her about her, she uh, she said, yeah, we, I know of her, this and that. Been in the same room with her, this and that. I was like, for real? You know, being that close to history. Then she was taught, started going down a list of people that I should know. I was like, yeah, I learned that happened during Christmas. Shout out to Antini. <laughs> but, um... We had this conversation. I was just like, wow, I got this information from a calendar. And I had to see when I see her, when I said, when I said that I seen her, I was going to let her know that I learned something. And she knew all about her. <laughs> Player was born in Jackson, Mississippi. She moved to Akron, Ohio when she was eight years old. After completing her high school education in Akron, she earned her undergrad degree at Ohio Wesleyan University and her master's at um, O'Breeland College in Ohio. She had a scholarship and she had a scholarship to work at the University of Grenoble, Grenoble in France. Dang, you understand? This woman got to be able to go to France, man. At a time when being melanated, you was looked at as a weapon, as a threat. And if you was a, a woman, 
you was looked at as a promiscuous plaything. You understand what I'm saying? Or a fucking housewife. For her to get her education, to go to France, to get a full ride scholarship to school from high school at a time when we were supposed to be the dumbest thing walking. How is it that the narrative of the black man and the black woman, the melanated man and the melanated woman, how are we dumb when we created everything? How were we dumb and lazy when we worked the hardest to create the infrastructure that the economy that, that people live and thrive on today? How is it possible? The, the history that they give us only shows us as the working as the working ant, not the queen bee. You understand what I'm saying? And because we have this working ant mindset, we don't understand that we are a fucking bee. <laughs> but I'll leave that there. While at her helm, back to the notes, at her helm at Bennett College, she played a significant role in the educational lives of young African-American women, the melanated young women during a period of change and struggle. She was, she, um, excuse me, she was supportive of the students and actively pushed the equal rights, pushed for equal rights. Player boldly sponsored a speech by Dr. Martin Luther King at Bennett Campus, being, uh, bringing attention to the rising student equal rights movement in Greensboro. All right, she participated in one of the famous sit-ins. A couple more little highlights. In 1966, Player was appointed the director of Division College of the Division of College Support in the Federal Department of Health, Education, and Welfare. She was the first woman to serve this role and the remaining and remained there until she retired. In 1986, I think I'm kind of drawn to this individual because she took the education route. I took the education route. She took the health route. I took the health route. The whole black college thing, you know, it's uh, we have to find, we have to find, excuse me, because I'm trying to find my words and I'm getting excited. <laughs> when we are in search to live our truth, we have to find individuals who have moved in the same space that we aspire to move in. A lot of times we want to live in our truths, but we're taking information from other realms that aren't as conducive or as beneficial as the space that we're trying to cultivate. You understand? The reason why I say that is because the lives that we live sometimes aren't the truth. They're faulty. We can't live in our truth being fed faulty information. Find individuals that move in the space that you're aspiring to move in and see what they did so you can have an idea of what to do. I'll just leave that there. And how the great divine speaks in signs. When I look at my calendar, we have the days of Kwanzaa right here. Should have came to the calendar. <laughs> but like I said, unity was the first day to strive for to strive for principled and harmonious togetherness in the family, community, the nation in the world of African community. All right, so that's the first day of Kwanzaa, the second day of self-determination, and so on and so forth. The real reason why I flipped my calendar over is because I wanted to highlight a few days in December that are that should go down in Melanated history. On December 23rd, 1867, Madam C.J. Walker was the first African-American billionaire, and she was born in Delta, Louisiana. On Christmas Eve, 1853, the author and teacher Octavia Victoria Rogers Albert is born. I have to look to see who that is. She's the author and the teacher. Octavia Victoria Roberts Albert. Roberts Albert. And on Christmas Day, 1907, 
Cab Calloway, band leader and first jazz singer to sell a million records, was born in Rochester, New York. Shout out Cab Calloway. Got to see who that is. And I'll just leave that there. We're here, family. We have an opportunity, family. Let's go into the new years. Let's go into the new fiscal year. Happy. However, whatever it takes. First day of Kwanzaa is unity. The second day is self-determination. The third, collective work and responsibility. The fourth, cooperative economics. Sixth, purpose. And the last day, creativity. Let's live in unity, family. Peace.